Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. in here. Our number is 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Well, obviously, most Americans don't live in Florida, but over 22 million do. And what's happening there is really unbelievable. Nature is not just about the birds and the bees. Nature can be very, very brutal. And it's being very, very brutal right now. And as I, like you, have been watching this all day, really with my jaw on the ground, I got to thinking, there's those in this country who are the doers and those who are not the doers. What am I talking about? Governor DeSantis just gave what I consider to be one of the most remarkable press conferences I've ever watched. The depth of knowledge from insurance, resources, federal, state, local, and so forth. They have 42,000, 42,000 men and women ready to go, besides police and firefighters and emergency personnel. As soon as they can get to the areas they need to get to. People ready linemen ready to get the electricity back. And God knows what other professions. God knows what other professions. And the governor mentioned they have people from throughout the country, all over the country, who are coming to Florida to help the people of Florida. That is America. And by that I mean men and women who can actually work with their hands to help people who will be in some of the worst positions they could have ever imagined. Ever imagined. 
And it really does make you thank God you're in this country and appreciate this country. But then I got to thinking, then there's everybody else. Now that includes me and many of you. But then there's a part of everybody else who make money and spend their careers trashing the good people of this country. Trashing them. You will hear no discussion today on any even quasi-responsible news site about race. About race. Why? Because the men and women who are fighting for their lives and the lives of their families and the men and women who are poised to jump in and help don't care about race, do they? They care about life. Either saving their own or saving somebody else's or helping other people in need. There's no affirmative action going on. There's no systemic white racism going on. There's none of the stuff that our universities and colleges and media and Democrat political leaders push daily, every day. People. We're talking about fellow citizens, Floridians, who are up against it, who need help. We're talking about men and women of every race, religion, creed, and background who need help. And we're also talking about every men and women of every race, religion, creed, and background who are going to help and are helping. That's America. That's who we are. And when we are left to our own devices, I don't mean lawlessness, when we are not kowtowed to or divided or subjected to endless racist rants. This is who we are. We're red-blooded Americans, all of us. Whether we're here, newly minted, or whether we're fifth or sixth generation, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. This is why we're proud to be Americans. This is why we're proud to be Americans. This is why we despise the racialists and the racists and the bigots. And despise so much of the media. And I want to say something about the media today. Those in the media who've called it straight, who are actually doing their jobs, especially when needed, where people are desperate for information, particularly the people who are facing potential catastrophes, and those of us who are not but want to know what's taking place, have family and friends there or near there, I want to thank that part of the media that does its job, that doesn't politicize this. And yet I have before me those media platforms, ABC's The View, CNN's Don Lemon, and so many others who try to turn this into a political issue. These are the people, these are the lowest of the low lives. 
They don't give a damn about their fellow human beings. They don't give a damn about tragedy. They may pretend they do, but they don't. And they reveal themselves all the time. They reveal themselves all the time. When people need help, they don't care who helps them. Black, white, Hispanic, Jewish, Gentile, doesn't matter. When people are compassionate and they want to give help, it doesn't matter. And we ought to be talking about Americans, who we are as a people, rather than these psychos, these professors, these school teachers, these teacher unions, rather than these psychos who write books, these psychos who are all over the news pushing their racism and their radicalism. We are a tremendous country. A tremendous country. So when I see this, and I see people who you know are going to be in desperate need, and there's got to be millions of people in the state of Florida who are hunkered down, wondering what the hell's going to happen, as tens of millions of us wonder what's going to happen to them too. There are men and women in so many different walks of life who are already pre-positioned to jump into the situation to help their fellow man and their fellow woman. That's America. That's who we are. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. What is the big issue now as well? Uh, as you watch what's going on in the state of Florida. They're having terrible outages. Last I saw, 1.3 million customers, which means probably 2 million people right now as I speak, do not have electricity. They don't have electricity. Hmm. Uh... Isn't that a problem? As we move this country more and more to electricity and away from fossil fuels, and of course we need fossil fuels 
to create electricity, but put that aside as a footnote. Imagine if everybody was forced to use electricity. Imagine if they weren't able to use natural gas or propane. But everybody was using electricity. The first responders. The first responders from outside the state that need to get inside the state. They charge their cars up. They charge their vehicles up inside the state. But you know exactly what I'm talking about. The electrical grid is effectively down because the wires are down. And so millions of people in Florida right now as I speak and millions more as the night goes on will not have electricity. They will not have access to energy. And we're plowing ahead with hundreds of billions of dollars to impose and compel people to use electricity. And we simply do not have the grid for it. We do not have the backup systems for it. We do not have processes in place to do this. And our reliance on basically one source of energy. And when it comes to vehicles, our reliance on a foreign enemy, Red China, you can see now in real time that a natural disaster on top of a man-made disaster is a catastrophe. An absolute catastrophe. This so-called climate change ideology must be stopped in its tracks. Now, I spoke earlier about honest media that are covering this hurricane honestly as a news event. But then there are others who do not. And there's others who are not. They jump on the climate change agenda. This wouldn't be happening but for climate change. We hear this after there's a shooting, a mass shooting. Of course, we never hear about it uh, when people are just murdered every weekend. That's acceptable, apparently. Certainly not by us, but gun control. It's a gun control moment. Now, this is a climate change moment. We're always moving in the wrong direction, ideologically, and we're always getting the wrong lesson because that's the nature of a corrupt media and a corrupt party. It's that simple. And we're facing a lot of that. Today. Today. Even before this hurricane hit the southwest coast of Florida. I want you to listen to The View. I don't know why people watch The View. You get dumber for watching it. The people who are on The View are miscreants. Bigots, know-nothings. Among the biggest is Joy Behar, and she's on The View today. Hat tip newsbusters, and I want you to listen to this. In the middle of a natural disaster where people will lose their lives and other people will 
lose their livelihoods. Go ahead. Well, I mean, he's the president of the United States. That includes Florida. And you don't have to, you know, you don't have to agree with him about stuff. But these, these are his, his people, your people, our people. That's what you're supposed to do. Yes. This is what they did in New Jersey uh, with uh, Obama and Chris Christie. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the job of the administration. That's what they're supposed to do. Isn't it socialism when the, the government helps you? All right, so uh, let's, yeah. let's, let's hold on a second. Isn't it socialism? When the government helps you. And this is what I mean. Listening to dimwits. This has nothing to do with socialism. Is it socialism when the police help you? Is it socialism when the firefighters help you? Is it socialism when an ambulance comes and gets you? They're a core function of, of the government. Adam Smith even wrote about this. Way back in 1776. The Wealth of Nations. There's core taxation. You need roads. You need basics for society to function. Nobody's talking about anarchy. Socialism is when you steal something from somebody and give it to somebody else at the behest of the government. Or the government steals it for you. This has nothing to do with socialism. Go ahead. Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and things like that. We pay for that. We pay for that. And yet, Social Security doesn't have any money. Medicare doesn't have any money because they've already stolen the money out of that. One Congress after another, one administration after another to pay for other stuff. So that's basically built on IOUs and printing money. Right, Sonny? What's her real name? I forgot. Yeah, we have to Google it. Uh, Maybe her name is Nikki Huston. I don't know. Go ahead. Police and, I mean, socialism. Yeah, okay. There you are, folks. Stupid is as stupid does. Asusiana. Susiana. Asusian Houston. When we come back, the Republican on this show, just to show you where we are, Elisa Farrah Griffin. She is a disgruntled former Trump employee, a grifter in my view, and another reprobate with a low IQ. But don't worry, when it comes to climate change, at least young Republicans understand this is the reason for facing such terrible, terrible weather. I'll be right back. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not, about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, The Meaning and History of the Constitution. I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. 
That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. This is the nation's town hall meeting, and you can join in at 877-381-3811. Elisa Farrah Griffin is on The View. She was chosen because she's a very nasty person. I've never understood this, but if you worked for Donald Trump and you turn on Donald Trump and you do it in an extremely vicious, personal, and public way, you're likely to get a television show or some kind of a gig on television. But it shows a complete lack of character. You may have those feelings. But to turn it into money is, to me, quite sickening. We've seen it with other Republicans, even those who didn't work for Trump, like this, what is her name, Navarra, Nicole Wallace, so many others. And, of course, the media, uh, being of the Democrat Party, they exploit these people. They exploit them. But they do great damage to the country. That includes this Elisa Fair Griffin on The View today. She claims to speak for young Republicans, but she wouldn't even show her face at a young Republican event. She'd be booed off the stage. And it appears that they have to, they have to kowtow to the likes of a Joy Behar or a Goldberg, a Whoopi Goldberg, Karen, or others in order to to cash a paycheck. You saw this happen to Joe Scarborough. Um, that's an extreme example, but nonetheless, a very good one. Cut nine, go. This is the quote from Governor DeSantis about climate change. Quote, I am not in the pews of the church of the global warming leftists. This is what he thinks about climate change. And now his state is getting hit with one of the worst hurricanes well, that perhaps, will ever see. Perhaps he is smart enough to recognize that this is not normal. Go ahead. Let's stop here. Let's stop here. Mr. Bidusser, we're going to have to pull out George Carlin tonight for the next hour. You know, there are times in our history, in world history, folks, where people are so ideologically, almost religiously connected to an ideology. There's no getting to them. This is a massive hurricane. It's the only one so far that's hit Florida this year, but there haven't been any for four or five years. Do we say every four or five years see that that proves there's not climate change, or there is climate change. We're talking about science. Science. This is so ridiculous. And so unless you embrace the ideology of the hard left, you're, you come under ridicule. That's like saying... Every time the sun goes down, it's dark out, Mr. Producer. Have you noticed that? Every time the sun goes down, it's dark outside. Sometimes when it goes down earlier, it's even dark early. 
What does that mean? Well, maybe if we would change our environmental habits here at home, the sun wouldn't go down so often. And it wouldn't be so dark. Yeah, maybe we should do that. One has nothing to do with the other. Nothing. But here we are, the ambulance chasers on the left. Go ahead. It's a minority position, by the way, for Republicans. Younger Republicans, absolutely no climate change is a well, crisis. It's yeah. an existential threat. We have to deal with it. You ask there them you tomorrow. go. There you go. There you go. So here we have this situation in Florida, and this is what's going on in The View. This is what's going on in The View. Now, Jamie Rome is the, is the National Hurricane Center director. I suppose he knows something about hurricanes. Otherwise, how do you get that job? And he was on CNN yesterday, and he was asked by Don Lemon about the hurricane and climate change. Cut 10, go. So, listen, I just, I'm just trying to get that you said you want to talk about climate change, but what, what effect does climate change have on this phenomenon that, that is happening now? Because it seems these storms are intensifying. That's the question. Here. I don't think you can link climate change to any one event. Okay. On the whole, on the cumulative, uh, climate change uh, may be making storms worse, uh, but uh, to link it to any one event, um, I, I would caution against that. Okay. Oh, well, he would caution against it. So, you know, he has to sort of daven to the, uh, to the climate change kings and queens, to the narrative. But he also says, look, you can't, you can't tie one to the other. One event. And that's why the nitwittery on The View. I mean, can't ABC News do a better job or ABC Network? Can't you find five women with a collective IQ of over seven? Is it really that hard? And then, of course, CNN's chief climate correspondent. I don't know what a climate correspondent is. They write about the weather every day? Cut 11, go. I'm just in front of the memorial for Hurricane Charlie, which in 2004 devastated this town and sent a wake-up call to this community about the threats of living on the coast in a rapidly warming planet. But the Uh, planet is not rapidly warming. The planet is not rapidly warming. In fact, in the last 15 years, it's been level or slightly cooler. So this, this is like no thought to the people who have to survive this thing who tonight are sitting and living in the dark. Others who are going to have just massive property damage whose lives are a disaster. All the people who are getting ready to go down there and help, there's not one person at The View who's going to lift a finger. None of them. And yet, they're telling you this is due to climate change. And even even the director of uh, the chief climate car, uh, excuse me, the director of the Hurricane Center, National Hurricane Center, Jamie Rome says, you can't tie one event like this to that. Uh, he may be out of a job by tomorrow, I think. Who knows? I'm not going to discuss this, this, uh, this, this bizarre, perverse mentality anymore. 
as it applies to hurricanes in this one. But I will, next hour, out of necessity, turn again to George Carlin. Now, I will be attacked for this because, you see, I'm pushing back. I don't conform to the uh, people who pray to idols. I don't conform, and I won't conform. I happen to have a home in Florida. My brother lives in Florida. My niece lives in Florida. I have a lot of friends who live in Florida. This is a very important matter, and many of you do too. And many of you listening live in Florida as I speak. So I will need to push back. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, back in the good old days, we Americans argued about which policies to pursue to improve the country we love. Too often today, we find ourselves arguing about whether our country is great or not about whether we should love America or be ashamed of it. The reason for this is simple. For too many years, too many of our schools have been neglecting to teach young Americans about America's great heritage of liberty, presenting them instead with dishonest narratives of America as fundamentally unjust and racist. Hillsdale College is weighing in for America by offering free online courses such as The Great American Story, A Land of Hope, and Constitution 101, the meaning and history of the Constitution. I encourage all of you to enroll in one of these wonderful free courses from Hillsdale. Begin your free Hillsdale College course today at levinforhillsdale.com. That's Levin, L-E-V-I-N, for Hillsdale.com. Just to be clear, I take this hurricane deadly seriously with family, friends, fellow citizens in harm's way. I don't think The View does. I don't think these commentators do. And so uh, I want to be very, very clear about what they're saying and how they're saying it. That I reject it. Those news organizations doing the news and have people in harm's way, we salute them. And so I decided, let us do this George Carlin piece now. Because this has nothing to do with climate change. This happens to do with Mother Nature. And this is a horrific, horrific natural disaster. And if we were all on electricity, it'd be a, a doozy of a catastrophe beyond the natural disaster that is. And it's bad enough. Go. You got people like this around you, country's full of them now. People walking around all day long, every minute of the day, worried about everything. Worried about the air, worried about the water, worried about the soil. Worried about insecticides, pesticides, food additives, carcinogens. Worried about radon gas, worried about asbestos. Worried about saving endangered species. Let me tell you about endangered species, all right? Saving endangered species is just one more arrogant attempt by humans to control nature. It's arrogant meddling. It's what got us in trouble in the first place. Doesn't anybody understand that? Interfering with nature. Over 90%, over, way over, 90% of all the species that have ever lived on this planet, ever lived, are gone. They're extinct. We didn't kill them all. They just 
disappeared. That's what nature does. They disappear these days at the rate of 25 a day. And I mean regardless of our, our behavior. Irrespective of how we act on this planet, 25 species that were here today will be gone tomorrow. Let them go gracefully. Leave nature alone. Haven't we done enough? We're so self-important. So self-important. Everybody's going to save something now. Save the trees. Save the bees. Save the whales. Save those snails. <laughs> and the greatest arrogance of all, save the planet. What? Are these people kidding me? Save the planet? We don't even know how to take care of ourselves yet. We haven't learned how to care for one another. We're going to save the planet? I'm getting tired of that. I'm tired of Earth Day. I'm tired of these self-righteous environmentalists, these white bourgeois liberals who think the only thing wrong with this country is there aren't enough bicycle paths. People trying to make the world safe for their Volvos. Besides, environmentalists don't give a about the planet. They don't care about the planet. Not in the abstract, they don't. Not in the abstract, they don't. You know what they're interested in? A clean place to live. Their own habitat. They're worried that someday in the future they might be personally inconvenienced. Narrow, unenlightened self-interest doesn't impress me. Besides, there is nothing wrong with the planet. Nothing wrong with the planet. The planet is fine. The people are f***ed. <laughs> Difference. Difference. The planet is fine. Compared to the people, the planet is doing great. It's been here four and a half billion years. Did you ever think about the arithmetic? Planet has been here four and a half billion years. We've been here, what, 100,000? Maybe 200,000? And we've only been engaged in heavy industry for a little over 200 years. 200 years versus four and a half billion. And we have the conceit to think that somehow we're a threat? That somehow we're going to put in jeopardy this beautiful little blue-green ball that's just a-floating around the sun? The planet has been through a lot worse than us. Been through all kinds of things worse than us. Been through earthquakes, volcanoes, plate tectonics, continental drift, solar flares, sunspots, magnetic storms, the magnetic reversal of the poles, hundreds of thousands of years of bombardment by comets and asteroids and meteors, worldwide floods, tidal waves, worldwide fires, erosion, cosmic rays, recurring ice ages, and we think some plastic bags and some aluminum cans are going to make a difference? The planet... The planet, the planet isn't going anywhere. We are. We're going away. Pack your folks. We're going away. And we won't leave much of a trace either. Thank God for that. Maybe a little styrofoam. Maybe. A little styrofoam. Planet will be here and we'll be long gone. Just another failed mutation. Just another closed-end biological mistake. An evolutionary cul-de-sac. The planet will shake us off like a bad case of fleas. <laughs> a surface nuisance. You want to know how the planet's doing? Ask those people at Pompeii who are frozen into position from volcanic ash how the planet's doing. Want to know if the planet's all right? Ask those people in Mexico City or Armenia or a hundred other places buried under thousands of tons of earthquake rubble if they feel like a threat to the planet this week. <laughs> How about those people in Kilauea, Hawaii who build their homes right next to an active volcano and then wonder why they have lava in the living room? 
The planet will be here for a long, long, long time after we're gone, and it will heal itself, it will cleanse itself, because that's what it does. It's a self-correcting system. The air and the water will recover, the earth will be renewed, and if it's true that plastic is not degradable, well, the planet will simply incorporate plastic into a new paradigm, the earth plus plastic. <laughs> the earth doesn't share our prejudice towards plastic. Plastic came out of the earth. The earth probably sees plastic as just another one of its children. Could be the only reason the earth allowed us to be spawned from it in the first place. It wanted plastic for itself. <laughs> Didn't know how to make it. Needed us. Could be the answer to our age-old philosophical question, why are we here? Plastic. <laughs> so... The plastic is here, our job is done, we can be phased out now. And I think that's really started already, don't you? I mean, to be fair, the planet probably sees us as a mild threat, something to be dealt with. And I'm sure the planet will defend itself in, in, in the uh, manner of a large organism, like a beehive or an ant colony can muster a defense. I'm sure the planet will think of something. What would you do if you were the planet trying to defend against this pesky, troublesome species? Let's see, what might, hmm, viruses. Viruses might be good. They seem vulnerable to viruses and uh, viruses are tricky always mutating and forming new strains whenever a vaccine is developed perhaps this first virus could be one that that compromises the immune system of these creatures perhaps a human immunodeficiency virus making them vulnerable to all sorts of other diseases and infections that might come along and maybe it could be spread sexually making them a little reluctant to engage in the act of reproduction well that's a poetic note and it's a start and I can dream. Can All right, I? folks, you get the point. How ridiculous these programs are today that try to turn a, a horrific natural event into must be man-made, must be capitalism, must be industry, must be automobiles. It's none of it. And despite being berated over and over again in classrooms, by the media, by the frauds and the phonies, what's going on in Florida is a natural disaster. It is a disaster. And for people to try and deflect it into politics is loathsome. The view is loathsome. The people on the view are loathsome. And the same with any other outlet today that has tried to use politics to explain this. And several of them have. Just change the channel and watch those who are real news people. Because people need help. People are an extremist. It has nothing to do with human beings. Everything to do with nature. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... 
deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. You know, folks, when all is said and done, this storm uh, is really massive, absolutely massive in Florida. And, you know, over the weekend, it's moving up the coast to Georgia and South Carolina. Um, they're, hard to, they're harder to get now than they were before, and they're more expensive now, of course, but generators. Generators, and I'm not even talking about the kind of generators you just buy at Home Depot or Lowe's or something. You can have one of these uh, generators that are uh, external to your home. Now, if you're flooded like this, like you can see on in Florida, they're not going to do you much damn good. But if you're not flooded, and yet you have these massive electrical outages... Uh, you would want the generator operating on natural gas or propane as a backup. And as we are a nation that is falling off the roof for electricity, rather than having diverse forms of energy, I think you're going to find these generators necessities at some point, and their prices will continue to go up. But you want a generator, in my view... Uh, that is, you know, fueled by fuel, not by electricity. Because as you can see, in Florida, the first thing in terms of energy that be hit is electricity. Now, I know that gas stations aren't working and all the rest of it. But that said, you know, you make sure you fill up your car, you have enough in your car. You don't drive it unless you have to to get out of there. Uh, but it's going to be a lot harder if you have an electrical car in Florida, I can tell you that. Um, so we can all learn lessons from this. Um, and it's going to take a long time for that state to recover. It's going to, I'll bet it's uh, $40, $50 billion in damage. Think about that. Think about that. It's not because the earth is warmer or cooler, not because you or I or anybody else did anything. And it's a grave disservice to humanity for people to keep lying about this because they think it's a, a political opportunity. Because it's not. It's appalling. You look at Politico. Politico uh, started this morning going after Ron DeSantis. Again, this is what I mean. These are the most irresponsible useless sites and as they say at right scoop political already trying to use hurricane ian to hurt governor desantis ends up with egg on its face it put out this today released an article taking a dig at desantis claiming he'd never faced a hurricane calling that his toughest challenge today governor desantis spent his first term being one of the most influential republicans in the country but he still hasn't faced one of the toughest challenges a Florida leader can encounter, a hurricane. So his press person wrote back, and she's, she is a uh, tiger. She's great. Christina Pushaw. Read that tweet again and ask yourself where you, 
where you went wrong in life to end up doing this kind of journalism. And they didn't delete the tweet. They made a false claim. And they're already trying to claim, uh, frame DeSantis as doing a poor job. They say through Monday, DeSantis held three briefings at the Emergency Operations Center, regular venue for governors managing storm responses. He has not, however, put himself out into the public as much as Scott, who oversaw statewide responses to four hurricanes during his eight years as governor. Now remember, they've been trashing Rick Scott on behalf of Mitch McConnell now for months. Now they're trashing DeSantis by building up Scott. As storms approached, Scott would hold media events across the state, donning his trademark Blue Navy baseball hat. He also became a fixture on national TV, including most notably on the Weather Channel. Scott appeared on every morning network show on the same day in the lead-up to Hurricane Irma, a massive storm that prompted the largest evacuation in state history in 2017. Uh... Really? So you're upset because Scott did all these media events? Christina Pushaw hits back, saying he's not only done briefings at the State Emergency Operations Center, but also in two major cities, which happen to be where the storm is projected to hit. In other words, another false claim by Politico. She says the premise of Matt Dixon's story is false, in addition to being distasteful. She continued, Florida has some of the world's best emergency management leadership and personnel. Governor DeSantis and his team are doing everything possible to ensure our state is prepared. Sorry to disappoint liberal media activists who are constantly cheering for the destruction of Florida. And over at Right Scoop, they say you can bet that the garbage news media, especially in Florida, will dig up and skew anything they can on this hurricane response. To hurt DeSantis in the November elections. In fact, that's what this article is all about. Laying the predicate for an attack. And related news, DeSantis was asked about his conversations with Biden. Said he's not personally talked to Biden, but he has now, of course. So that is where your media are. It's where your media are with hurricanes. That's where your media are with open borders. That's where your media are with massive crime and murder rates in this country. That's where your media are, where people are going hungry, where they can't afford food because of inflation. That's where your media are, positioning, politics, promoting the left and the Democrats all the time, even in the face of this. Even in the face of this. Just as Romney's now their hero, they'll take care of him at some point. Now Rick Scott is their hero for about three minutes. And of course, I've told you over and over and over again, those of you who, who think, oh, we'll just move on for Trump and support the Senate, it's not going to end. This isn't the way it works, even in the middle of a natural disaster, a catastrophe. That is not the way it works. And it'll never work that way. Remember what I told you yesterday as well. The Democrat Party has embraced Marxism in its Americanized form. It cannot allow anything to get into the way of its plan. Even though it's not very good at planning it. But the process is plain enough. 
The process is the masterminds, self-appointed elites, socially engineer the country. hundred years ago, they believed in eugenics. Yes, the so-called progressives. They believed in separate but equal is equal. So they supported segregation for a hundred years. They refused to oppose lynching. So racism and progressivism, they were, in, they were linked, inextricably linked. Now they moved into a different direction. It's never the direction about individualism or liberty or free will. No, you can't have that when you're the masterminds trying to, you know, transform the country. Individualism is a no-no. So when you have a guy like DeSantis who's proven, who's demonstrated what freedom can do, he's the enemy. Or you have a guy like Trump who interrupts what they hope will be election after election success where they are putting in place their various utopian and gravely, gravely dangerous plans. You can't have it. So they go to war. And the munchkins, the surrogates, the Joy Behars and the like, those are the squeaky, squawky mouthpieces to the population, to the surrogates. Or they are the surrogates. Even tonight, in the middle of a devastating hurricane, this is who they are. This is how they expose themselves. Even tonight. That's the nature of this beast, and a beast it is. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one. Switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. Take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas. And Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L E V I N Podcast. And you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com. Enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. All right, America. It's time for us to help. I would like all of you to go to floridadisaster.org floridadisaster.org go to that website there's a donor portal a donor portal there they need money for these organizations to help them in the state and this is the website through which uh, the state would like us to operate and I think we can provide them I hope with several millions of dollars I know you're hurting but some people are hurting less than others, and those of us who can must. That's floridadisaster.org. They have a donor portal there. Mr. Producer, we're going to put it on Twitter and 
True Social and uh, Parlor and Getter and everything else, right? FloridaDisaster.org, Levinites. Levinites, this is a call out to you. And I don't think you need a whole lot of encouragement because you're all great patriots. Once more, the site is FloridaDisaster.org. There's a donor portal there. And I'm asking you, if you can, to give as much as you can to help these people. Because some of them are going to come out of this with absolutely nothing. FloridaDisaster.org, the donor portal. FloridaDisaster.org, the donor portal. And uh, this is a surge, a Levinite surge. And I would encourage you to mention this to family and friends and colleagues as well. And we'll be mentioning this throughout the program. There's something we can effectively do. This is a massive hurricane, not just in terms of the, pa- the punch, which is just brutal. It came on shore two miles an hour short of a Category 5. Now it's cutting through the state of Florida towards the northeastern coast, or the central eastern, the northeastern coast, as a high-level Cat 3. A high-level Cat 3. That's another killer aspect of this storm as it cuts through the land. That is a massive number, 125-mile-an-hour winds. And some gusts up to 150 miles an hour. And here's the problem. It's only moving at 8 miles per hour. So it's hanging around. It's hanging around as it moves from west to east, from the Gulf to the Atlantic. And then it's going to work its way up the Atlantic, up the Atlantic coast. God knows if it'll peter out or if it'll get even stronger. But it will still pack a big punch with a lot of rain and a lot of wind as it moves up the coast of Georgia and then South Carolina and then North Carolina. I even see the weather where I am in Virginia right now. Looks like we're going to have four or five days of rain, which is perfectly fine, but it just shows you how powerful this damn thing is. And it is powerful. And the reason you're getting a lot of looped views, that is, same views over and over again, is because many of these brave news correspondents, the real news correspondents, they can't step out in this weather. They can't withstand 125 to 150 mile an hour winds. And in some places, the water's over their head by four or five feet. We don't know what's happened to these, to these coastal islands either off the shore of Florida, Sanibel, Marco Island, places like that. I suspect they're totally underwater. That's my guess. The damage, the damage to the homes, to the boats, to the cars. The damage to the public utilities. The damage to the businesses. is immense. Absolutely immense. It's almost like a nuclear bomb, or more like a neutron bomb. But I guess a nuclear bomb. Without all the lives, but enough. Just, uh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. It truly is. 
And as I watched DeSantis' press conference, which ended about a half hour, well, what, it ended about an hour ago, uh, I thought it was a very important press conference. And apparently the feds, the state, the locals are working extremely well together, and this is very important. But look, these people are professionals. These people are professionals. They've been doing this a long time, particularly in Florida. And these are the people that make a difference in our lives. And all the cleanup, they're going to get to get all these trees and all the rest of it out of the streets before they can get anything done, including getting the electricity back, right? So we'll learn more and more and more as the night goes on into day. And you've got to pray for these people because they need it. And that should be our focus. People who need help. FloridaDisaster.org. FloridaDisaster.org. They have a donor portal there. I'm requesting that all you Levinites, every single person listening to this program, if you can, even give a little. But those of you who can give more, please do. Because there's no question that these people are going to need help. Some of them have lost everything. Absolutely everything. I hate, you know, you hate to think of it, but it's true. And we pray that there hasn't been a big loss of life. That we pray for too. Once again, during the break is the perfect time to jump in. FloridaDisaster.org. On all of our platforms. FloridaDisaster.org. Please go to the donor portal. You can get it through that website. I'll be right back. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. Take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas. And Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. Love him or hate him or really, really hate him. The Great One is on the air at 877-381-3811. I want to remind you folks that on occasions like this, you've always stepped up. You remember that horrific slaughter in Las Vegas? Over 50 of our fellow human beings were murdered. Remember that? And they asked, I think they wanted to raise $7 million or something like that, and we kicked into gear. I believe they raised twice or three times as much as a result of you. They never could figure out where it came from. Remember that, Mr. Producer? We don't pat ourselves on the head. We just get the business here. Now, I mentioned that you can go to Florida Disaster, what was it, .org or .com, .org, FloridaDisaster.org, 
But you can also go directly, floridadisasterfund.org. floridadisasterfund.org. Let's put that up as well, Mr. Producer. You can get it either way. Either way. It's, on, it's in the sixth box on the first website, but I'm not going to get into all that. Just take a look or go directly to floridadisasterfund.org. floridadisasterfund.org. This is the, uh, the recommended uh, location uh, to, to provide a donation. It's the Florida Volunteer Florida Foundation. And it's being promoted by Governor DeSantis and the other folks in Florida. So, once more, floridadisasterfund.org. If you went to the other site, that's perfectly fine. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. We will be having... Congressman Byron Donalds on the program about an hour from now, and he represents much of the area that was first slammed here uh, or there in Florida. And you can imagine how busy he is. They want him to get the word out for what they need and so forth. And we have other guests who have been planned. They're terrific people, so we want to continue with that. Uh because I think it's very, very important. We have uh, other news, too, that I want to weave throughout this uh, disastrous event, as we as reported to you. Biden dangerously draining strategic oil reserve like campaign credit card, the industry warns. He is recklessly draining the U.S. strategic reserve to insulate his party from the political fallout of high oil prices before the upcoming midterm elections, claims the president of the U.S. Oil and Gas Association. But Biden did something else today, uh, which he said at the uh, White House, which was also highly political. And it was this, and I want to address it after you hear it. Cut five, go. And if you forgive me, I want to add one more warning. That's warning to the oil and gas industry executives. Do not, let me repeat, do not, do not use this as an excuse to raise gasoline prices or gouge the American people. The price of oil has stayed relatively low. It kept going down. The price of gas should be going down as well. My experts inform me the production of only about 190,000 barrels a day has been impacted by this storm thus far. That's less than 2% of the United States daily production impacted for a very short period of time. This small temporary storm impact on oil production provides no excuse, no excuse for price increases at the pump, none. If gas companies try to use this storm to raise prices at the pump, I will ask officials to look into whether price gouging is going on. America is watching. The industry should do the right thing. As a matter of fact, they should move more quickly now to bring down the price of the pump because gasoline is down. The price of gasoline is down a great deal. All right, let, let's, let, let's stop. First of all, a couple of things. There are hundreds of thousands of Americans who work in the gas industry. From the blue-collar workers... To get the oil and the gas out of the ground in many in extremely dangerous situations. This is what I was talking about 
people who make things work and happen in this country, to the people who have to refine it. You've seen these refinery places. They're unbelievable. There hasn't been a new one built since the 1970s. That means half a century ago. To the men and women who drive the trucks, who engineer the trains, who run the pipelines to move the fuel from one part of the country to the other. To the men and women who then collect that fuel, also with trucks typically, and drive it to the local gas station. To the men and women who work at the local gas station and make pennies on the gallon. And then you who use it. Folks, our oil companies represent about 5% of the world's oil infrastructure. What I mean by that is our oil companies don't set the price for oil. There's not a few guys sitting around saying this is what we're going to charge for oil. It doesn't work that way. And also you'll notice the price of gasoline is different in every state and different in most counties within a state. Might cost more in a city than it does in a rural area. There's a zillion reasons for this. And they're not all corruption or collusion or conspiracy. Everybody that's involved in this business, they're not unpatriotic trying to rip you off and looking for opportunities, particularly in a hurricane to drive up costs. But just think about it a second. Everything's going to cost more in Florida because of the price to get it there. Now, rather than, rather than bad-mouthing everybody all the time, what Biden should be doing is saying, hey, look, we're going to open up some more. We're going to... Nothing. He's got a lot, of, a lot of resources at his fingertips that he's shut down. He's sabotaging our oil industry. Says the price of fuel has gone down. The price of fuel has not gone down under him. It just went up less or went down a little, but it's still going up. But he, he wants to create a boogeyman right here in the middle of a hurricane. The price goes up, it's the oil companies. Six months ago, if the price goes up, it's Putin. Six months ago, if there's inflation, it's Putin. If there's no inflation, it's Biden. And on, 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 on. It's, it's, it's pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. Now, DeSantis did have a press conference today, and we're not going to play the whole thing, but I do want to play just a couple minutes. So, Mr. Producer, let's go with the first of the add-on cuts. Go. Overwhelmingly, uh, it's been that surge that has been the, the, the biggest issue uh, and the flooding uh, that has resulted as a result of that. In some areas, uh, we think it's hit 12 feet. Now, it is our meteorologist's view that the storm surge has likely peaked 
and, and, and will likely, uh, you know, be be less in the in the coming hours than it has been up to this point. Uh, but we know that this has been a, a big storm, and and it's done a, a lot of damage uh, as it is. It is going to continue to move through the state of Florida. Uh, you're going to see hurricane force winds in places in central Florida, perhaps. Uh, it's clearly a very strong tropical storm all the way until it exits the Florida Peninsula in the Atlantic uh, Atlantic Ocean. There are, as much as we're focused on Southwest Florida, very important, obviously, when you have a storm of this nature. Uh, I think at landfall, it's going to be behind only the Labor Day hurricane, Hurricane Andrew and Hurricane Michael in terms of intensity. Uh, I think we're going to end up seeing that. It may end up being a Category 5, but at a minimum, it's going to be a very strong Category 4 that's going to rank as one of the top five hurricanes to ever hit the Florida Peninsula. So, so that damage is, is ongoing. It's very, very important. Uh, but the fact is, there's going to be damage throughout the whole state, and people in other parts of the state uh, be prepared for some impacts. Next cut, go. Yeah, you compare Charlie to this, this is way, way, way bigger than Charlie. It was as strong as Charlie coming in, but Charlie was was much smaller. So, so this is a big one, and I think we all know there's going to be major, major impacts. Uh, we are, not only are there 42,000 linemen, they are positioned all across the state of Florida. As soon as it's safe to go, those power, those personnel are going to go in to, to resume power, and that's something that's very, very important. In terms of rescue efforts, Obviously, there's robust efforts in each of these counties. I mean, some of these are major counties in our state, like Lee County, Collier County. Uh, you know, they, they've got great response teams. The state of Florida, you know, we are providing a, a lot of support that's staged and ready to go. Uh, we have over two, we have almost 250 aircraft, more than 1,600 high water vehicles, and more than 300 boats of all drafts and sizes, uh, including 250 already stationed in the major impacted areas and a nearly 50 that are staged and immediately ready to come in. All right, folks, we'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The government is addicted to spending, and that reckless spending is driving up costs on everything for your family. It's not right, and it's not fair. But you don't have to be a victim. There are things you can do right now to lower your monthly expenses and mitigate the impact of inflation. Step one, switch your cell phone service to Pure Talk. On America's most reliable 5G network, you don't have to sacrifice coverage to save a fortune every single month. Take a look at your cell phone bill. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, you're getting ripped off. I know how much you pay. Pure Talk will give you unlimited talk, text, and six gigs of data, just 30 bucks a month. That's real money that can go to cover groceries or gas. And Pure Talk has never raised rates. Take action. Go to puretalk.com. Select the plan that will save you money. Then enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. And you'll get 50% off your first month. Go to puretalk.com, enter promo code Levin Podcast to switch to my company, Pure Talk. I want to thank all of you here, from, including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here. 
Jackie died in a horrific car accident with two staffers about six day weeks ago. Jackie's not there, Joe. And so the press idiot was asked about the idiot. Cut to go. What happened in the hunger event today? The president appeared to look around the room uh, for an audience member, a member of Congress who passed away last month. He seemed to indicate she might be in the room. What, so, what happened? so the president w- was, uh, as you all know, you guys were watching uh, today's event, a very important event on uh, food insecurity. The president was naming uh, the congressional champions on this issue and was acknowledging her incredible work. He had uh, he had already uh, planned to welcome the congresswoman's family uh, to the White House on Friday. There will be a a bill signing in her honor this coming Friday. Uh, So, of course, she was on his mind. She was of top of mind uh, for the president. He uh, looks very much looks forward to discussing her remarkable legacy of public service with them when he sees her family this coming Friday. He said, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? She must not be here. No, I totally understand. I just I just explained she was on top of mind. Mm-hmm. What a liar. I'm sure Maggie Haberman at the New York Times will be all over. Have you noticed they're pushing out clips or sections of her new book? Just full of crap. That when Donald Trump would see African-American staffers at the White House, he would wonder if they were service people or something. I mean, this is your typical crap from a radical leftist dressed up as a as a media person. Meanwhile, there's this. Cut four, go. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. From, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte, one, and, uh, another line going from, in, in Florida, down to Tampa. Of oh, Putin's kleptocracy. <laughs> yeah. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot. The idea that um, Los Angeles and uh, and uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons. One, to we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Let uh, me um, say it another way. But the nature, not a solid meeting with, um, with uh, the, uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what drives the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what you can do, the drivers. We want to expand pre-K for three and four-year-olds, millions of pre-K students. The um, representative, Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? Yeah, I'm sure the press will cover all that, like they cover Fetterman. The truth is, folks, we don't know much more about what's going on in Florida than what I've told you. We do know that there are wind gusts of 140 miles an hour, steady winds at about 125 miles an hour, that it is moving very, very slowly from west to east to northeast, um, and it's creating enormous amount of damage in its wake. That's what we know. 
We don't have any other data about lives lost or any of the rest of it because it's night now. You can imagine that with these massive floods with millions of people now without electricity and millions of people hunkered down looking forward to the light tomorrow. More in the pathway, not exactly sure what's going to take place other than devastation. So I want to encourage you to go to Florida Disaster Fund.org. Right, Mr. Producer? Florida Disaster Fund.org. Now, on our three, we have three guests. We have two wonderful people. One's a Congress candidate, one is our dear friend Ainsley Earhart, and then a third guest, the congressman who represents much of the devastated area, our good friend Byron Baum. So stick with us, and I'll be right back. From C.J. Box, the number one best-selling author of the Joe Pickett series, comes the highly anticipated new novel featuring private investigator Cassie Duell. Treasure State, in starred reviews, Booklist calls Treasure State the best Cassie Duell novel yet, and Publishers Weekly says Box has rarely been better. Kirkus raves, all this in Montana, too. Talk about treasure. Treasure State by C.J. Box, a tale full of more twists and turns than the switchbacks through the Anaconda Range. Get it now, wherever books are sold. Paid for by St. Martin's Press. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 3811. You know, as terrible as it is in Florida, we got to keep marching along here, ladies and gentlemen, because at the same time, we have a country to save. And there's a candidate who is running in Northern Virginia in a very tough district, uh, which is represented by a radical leftist. And his name is Hung Kao, H U N G C A O. And it's a pleasure to have you. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, sir. I'm a longtime friend, uh, fan, and uh, I love this show so much. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you're running as the Republican in uh, the 10th Congressional District in Virginia, which is right outside of Washington, but it also stretches a bit. Tell everybody a little bit about your background. Well, sir, I came uh, from Vietnam in uh, 1975, and then we, uh, we escaped there within you know, days of the fall of Saigon came over here and my father couldn't find work over here so we had to move to Africa so I grew up uh, I spent seven years in Africa and while we we're over there my um, my parents uh, you know we spent seven years over there I was uh, going to French schools and my parents realized at the age of 12 that this kid probably needs to learn English also so uh, we moved back here uh, my mom brought myself and my four sisters back here while my dad remained over there for 15 years by himself working and seeing him every six months but I want to uh, you know, I, I grabbed on to that American dream, and I went to uh, Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology. I was the first class to graduate from there. I went to the United States Naval Academy. I got my master's in physics from Naval Postgraduate School, and I was a fellow at MIT and at Harvard. But I paid everything back with uh, service to this country. I, I served 25 years in special operations. I fought in Iraq, Afghanistan, uh, Somalia. I was in Pakistan during the earthquake relief. I was in the Balkans. 
I dove the ocean depth. I, I recovered John F. Kennedy Jr. But um, and that's that's me in a nutshell. I retired last October uh, because just watching Kabul fall and seeing mothers hand babies to Marines just broke my heart. I mean, that's exactly what happened in Vietnam, and so I decided to run for Congress. Wow. And how old are you? I'm 51, sir. 51. Well, you've led a full life at the age of 51. <laughs> and a very, very patriotic. Blessed. Yeah, well, uh, you're a man of faith, I take it? Yes, sir. I'm a strong Christian. I gr- actually grew up in a Buddhist family uh, over in a Muslim country, and then I came to Christ in, uh, at the age of 20. But mm-hmm. yet they still call me a, uh, a Christian fascist right now. Well, of course. Anybody who doesn't agree with Marxism is a fascist. And uh, t- tell us a little about your family. So I, I'm uh, married to my beautiful bride of 23 years. We have five wonderful children um, from uh, 19 down to four. And uh, mm-hmm. so, you know, we've been blessed, and she's homeschooled all, all of the kids at some point or other. And uh, right now she's actually on shift in personal um, as an EMT. Well, that's absolutely wonderful. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to Hung Kao. That's H-U-N-G-C-A-O. He's the Republican nominee. He's running for the House of Representatives in Virginia, Congressional District Number 10. It's a tough district. Tell everybody who you're running against and how you differ with her. Well, I run, I'm running against Jennifer Wexton, who is, a, you know, she's, this, she's entering her, she's trying to enter her third term, but she's voted 100% with Joe Biden. Uh, I mean, you know, I love my wife, but I don't agree with her 100 percent of the time. But somehow she agrees with Joe Biden 100 percent of the time. In fact, uh, you know, Congresswoman uh, Acne from Iowa, who uh, who said she had COVID and went to France instead, um, our, our wonderful uh, Congresswoman here voted not once but twice for the Inflation Reduction Act because she covered for her friend while she went to uh, France and uh, so voted twice for the IRA. So let's get this straight so the public understands. Nancy Pelosi still allows members to vote by proxy. She's the first to do this. It's absolutely unconstitutional in my view. They're still using the COVID virus as an, as an excuse. So you have this congresswoman from Iowa. She runs off to a wedding in France, but she uses the virus as an excuse. And your opponent, Jennifer Wexton, votes for her and for herself for this massive spending bill that includes the hiring of 87,000 IRS agents? Is that what you're saying? Exactly, sir. And uh, with 87,000 IRS agents, you can have a uh, school resources officer in every school in the United States and still have 30,000 uh, you know, officers to do something like, I don't know, secure the border. Mm-hmm. What are the big issues uh, that you're running on in Northern Virginia? Well, sir, every voter I speak to, whether Democrat or, or Republican, and there's, some, there's a lot of Democrats who say, hey, I voted Democrat my whole life, but I'm voting for you. Their issue is, the, uh, you know, is the, the economy. I mean, the inflation rate is the highest in 40 years. Uh, where you talked earlier about uh, you know, all the regulations on the uh, oil industry, but it's also the refineries. It's also the uh, chemical companies. I mean, this all started on day one of Joe Biden's uh, tenure as the president. Mm-hmm. And um, your opponent has voted for everything that Nancy Pelosi has wanted to, correct? Yes, sir. I mean, she's on the, the Appropriations Committee, which is one of the most powerful committees, and you wonder how a freshman uh, congresswoman gets that. It's because she does exactly what Nancy Pelosi tells her to do. It's a tough district. 
Tell everybody uh, how how well organized are you, and uh, I'm assuming she's been able to raise a lot of money. Oh yes, uh, I mean so this is a D plus six. That means it, it leans Democrats six percent. But Glenn Youngkin, our wonderful governor, uh, won this uh, or lost this district by only one point nine points. But right now our polls are showing us uh, ahead of her. Uh, it's, but she does have the Pelosi money machine, and so uh, you know she just sits there and, and she collects all the money. So we 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 you know we need donations from uh, as many Americans as possible. We have twenty thousand donors, individual donors who believe in our cause, and we just ask for Americans. You know it's hard right now, but we're asking to invest in this campaign so that we can, you know, so can flip this district. This is the most diverse district in the country. It's got the rural part out west. It's got the tech side. You have all the defense contracting. You have the government workers, but also forty five percent minorities in this district. So. You know, it comes from they come from all walks of life, India, from Vietnam, Korea and, uh, you know, as all the Islamic countries and uh, as also all the Hispanics down down south. I mean, it's very, very diverse. And they just want somebody that thinks and, and has experienced the things they have. It would be a big deal for the district, for Virginia and the country if you took this seat, then, wouldn't it? Absolutely, sir. This would be the litmus test for what 2024 looks like. But, you know, they, they can't stick to the issues. They want to call me names, like uh, I've said earlier, Christian fascist. And then, you know, recently they, they, they call me extremists. You know, they, they, uh, that's the same name we give terrorists. I mean, I fought for this country. I bled for this country. And they're calling me a terrorist, basically. It, it's really quite sickening. Do they call you, even though you have a Vietnamese heritage, a white supremacist? Yes, sir. Absolutely, they do. They they called me everything from oh, he's a, a white man uh, parading as a minority, right? They they say that I'm I'm white adjacent, which I don't know what that is. I mean, I go to Home Depot and I guess it's either off white or or eggshell color or something like that. I mean, how appalling! I mean, she is white. She is an elitist. She is a leftist. You uh, you've worked for everything you have. You really have a fantastic background, an enormous patriot. Uh, I think in the 10th Congressional District in Virginia, we're very, very lucky to have you as the candidate. And yet you're the extremist and you're the white supremacist and you're all the rest. Do you think the people in the Virginia in this district are going to buy that? No, sir. Especially the minorities are, are sick and tired of the name calling. We just want to be called Americans. Right? I mean, I think I've earned that right to be called American. I fought for this country. And to be called anything that an American is is appalling to me. Mm-hmm. And it should be. How's your ground game? Do you think it's going to be important? Oh, we're we're everywhere. No, sir, we're everywhere. I mean, we're we hit every single festival there is. We hit uh, every mosque, every uh, temple, every uh, you know church that we can. We we talk to people. People are excited. You should see the the just. Walking around, my wife gets exce- uh, annoyed, actually, because when we go to the uh, grocery store, people stop me and go, oh, can we take a picture? And I love that. I love the fact that mm-hmm. people recognize who we are, and they're excited for change. I'm talking to Hung Tra- Cao, H-U-N-G-C-A-O, uh, just a terrific, terrific candidate. We'd have to sort of invent somebody like you to run like this in Virginia's 10th Congressional District. What towns, what areas does that include? Sir, that includes all of Loudoun County, uh, you know, the infamous Loudoun County for everybody yes. that's uh, out there that's not in Virginia. Uh, it's uh, Rappahannock County. It's uh, Fauquier County. 
uh, parts of Prince William County and a small sliver of Fairfax, including Manassas and Manassas Park. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a fairly large district. They're much bigger, of course. And uh, the uh, the vote, you have a lot of federal employees in the district. I'm sure the Democrats are working them very, very hard. What do you say to them? Well, I think uh, they deserve somebody that's going to represent them. I mean, my, my opponent does not leave the House. She does not... Um, she, she, you know, doesn't go and listen to our constituents. I mean, the constituents want safety and security for the schools and the, for country. Uh, they want educate a good education for their kids, and they want a strong and stable economy. And uh, we can't do that with 16 years of continuing resolution. I mean, I wrote and balanced the Navy's $140 billion budget. Mm-hmm. All right. So, again, if people want to help you, where do they go? Sir, they go to uh, uh, Hung Cal for Congress, so H. U-N-G-C-A-O-F-O-R, congress.com. And, you know, I would welcome any, I know times are hard now. I would welcome any donations from $1 to, to whatever they, they can give. But it's an investment into our country and just to sit, tell the left that, hey, enough with your games. Enough calling us names. Call us Americans and unite us. They need a uniter right now. Now, ladies and gentlemen, my wife has met uh, Hung Kao and his wife. Very, very impressed with him. So I began looking this information up, and I said, you know, I want to introduce you to the nation because you would be a fantastic member of the House of Representatives. This is a six-plus Democrat district, you're right, and yet if you represented that district, it would be a huge, huge uh, event uh, because of, uh, of the nature and the diversity of districts. You're 100% right. And you'd also be sending a signal to individuals like the Loudoun County School Board and people of that ilk. Any final words, my friend? Well, sir, I'm excited to represent the people of Virginia, but I'm also, uh, you know, for many years I was a Florida resident, so I, my heart also goes out to uh, the wonderful governor down there, Ron DeSantis. I'm very close with his team. I'm also very close with uh, Rick Scott. So, uh, you know, my heart goes out to Florida that, that's uh, enduring this uh, terrible hurricane right now. Very, very well put. All right, Hung Cal, we appreciate you very much, my friend. Good luck. Go get him. Thank you, sir. All right, take care of yourself. There is a diamond in the rough, ladies and gentlemen. H-U-N-G-C-A-O for Congress.com. H-U-N-G-C-A-O for Congress.com. He's a brilliant guy, but he's worked with his hands. He's defended this country in, I guess, four different places. He's a combat veteran, special forces. He was in the military for almost a quarter of a century. He's still a young guy. He's 51. You can hear his background. He speaks multiple languages. He's solid as a rock. Solid as a rock. And I'd love to see a gentleman like this in the House of Representatives rather than a left-wing, predictable, hardcore Marxist like Wexton, who he's running against. You can help him at Hung. C-A-O, Hung, C-A-O, H-U-N-G-C-A-O for Congress.com. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? 
This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. At about 8.35 p.m. Eastern, we will have uh, Congressman Byron Donald's on, who represents much of the area that's been whacked, including Naples. Um, I think Fort Myers as well, and we will talk to him about that. I would tell people throughout the state of Florida, particularly on the East Coast, don't let your guards down. Certainly in the central part of Florida. Central part of Florida is going to have high winds and massive flooding. Up to two feet of rain, Mr. Producer. I can't even imagine that, can you? And um, on the east coast of Florida, you're not out of it yet either. Uh, As this thing devastates Florida, as it cuts through the state of Florida. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, it's not that that's the test, but this thing is hundreds of miles wide. Hundreds. And it is slowly moving from the Gulf to the Atlantic Ocean, taking its good old time. And it is huge in terms of its uh, of its its width, its size. It is huge. And uh, when the sun comes up, I think that's when everybody's going to see the horror that's taking place here, because that's exactly what it is. Imagine being a governor when all this is taking place. It's a lot of weight on your shoulders, particularly when you have enemies in the media who just can't wait for you to do something that they can accuse you of, messing up. And uh, that's, that's the problem. Uh, I believe the American people come together at a time like this. As I said in the first hour, we don't really care who's who. We know that people are suffering and are going to suffer. We don't ask what race they are, what faith they are, what background they are. We don't care. The media care. We don't care. And we don't take care of people based on any of those things. No affirmative action in that sense. Affirmative action in the sense that we affirmatively act as a nation. Some more than others. There are people who are poised to do a lot as soon as this storm settles down or moves. And they're from every state. Thousands, tens of thousands, ready to help in what will be a horrific environment. By air, by boat. That is, by air, by water, by land. Uh, The governor seems to have a very tight grip on this as best as one can. A very tight grip. 
and uh, it's the best you can do. Nothing will be perfect, but some things are more perfect than others. It is a functioning state where the government actually works, where the utility companies are very responsible. I can tell you all summer long, as I was down there, they were, at least in the part of the state where we have a home and I live, we live, uh, they, were, they were working very hard on the telephone poles, replacing wooden poles with cement poles. Uh, you might say, why don't they, they put these lines underground? First of all, a lot of it's sand, so they won't stay underground. And secondly, that is enormously expensive. Enormously expensive and difficult, given the terrain there. But uh, you can see they, they prepare all year long, and they prepare every year. So I just wanted to mention that uh, everybody there who can listen to us and is listening to us, most likely with a battery or, or one of those manual radios, hang in there. It will get, you will get through it. And the nation is, is praying and supporting. And don't forget, FloridaDisasterFund.org. FloridaDisasterFund.org. I'll be right back. Byron Donalds is a good friend. He's also the congressman from the area that I think much of it was whacked straight on. Uh, congressman, I hope you're okay and uh, most of your constituents are okay. You represent what areas in particular? I represent um, Marco Island, Naples, Fort Myers, uh, Bonita Beach, Fort Myers Beach, Sanibel, Captiva, and Cape Coral. So you represent the area that took it right in the nose, correct? Yeah, and it's, uh, first of all, Mark, it's great to be with you, but yeah, what's really happened here is this storm really um, has boggled the mind of everybody. You know, it was going everywhere from as far north as the Big Bend and Tallahassee region, uh, all the way down to my region, and over really a 18-hour span, it really moved from what was projected to be somewhere north of Tampa all the way down to, to some our area and also to Charlotte County. And so uh, it's been really devastating. The, the, the good news, the ray of light, is that uh, Governor DeSantis and his team, uh, they've done a tremendous job, uh, you know, working with FEMA, uh, working with the White House and making sure that assets are pre-positioned and in order so that when the storm fully passes, we're going to be able to get aid and assets to the people of southwest Florida. And the storm is moving at a snail's pace, isn't it? It's very slow. Yeah, and so like when this when this storm passed Cuba, it just slowed down, <clears throat> and it really took its time, and that was our concern uh, because we had a actually record rainfall in September already, and so the concern was if this storm takes its sweet time, it's just going to dump a lot of water and move a lot of water into our area, and there was really nowhere for it to go, um, and that appears to exactly be what has happened, and even now. Uh, the last report I just saw about 10 minutes ago, wind gusts were still 115 miles an hour, and the storm has already made landfall. So it's moving basically through Charlotte County, DeSoto County, and it's still packing 100-mile-an-hour wind gusts. I mean, this storm is 
I think they have, they have it now as the fourth or the fifth strongest storm to make landfall in the United States. And it's so big. It's not only powerful, which is bad enough, it is so wide, right? Right. It, it's basically going to take over the, the, the complete central part of Florida. Um, I think my area, we're coming out of some of the heavy uh, rain bands and wind bands. We're just coming out of that now. Uh, but this thing is pretty much the front of it's already out of Orlando. It's supposed to slow down even more and drop a ton of rain over basically the central part of the state as far north as Jackson. They're talking about potentially uh, 20 to 24 inches of rain. I've never heard of such a thing. That's unbelievable. Yes, sir. Absolutely. That's that's what we're anticipating. And uh, the biggest thing we want to make sure is that the, the water infrastructure in Florida uh, that it, you know, that it can, that it holds up. I mean, I believe in the work that we've done uh, for for really more than a decade in Florida about our water infrastructure. Uh, so I, I think we're going to be okay there. But the number one thing right now, Mark, is trying to get an assessment of the damage in Southwest Florida. We had flash flooding anywhere from three and a half feet to eighteen feet, depending on where you were. So it was very uh, catastrophic in in Southwest Florida. So where do you stay when this is going on? In in your home, at some facility, with the government uh, workers or something? Well, actually, with this one, what happened, like, you know, like I was saying, we, this track kind of moved on us pretty rapidly. You got stuck somewhere. Yes, I actually was flying out. I was flying. I'm actually in Washington right now. You couldn't get out. I was flying up, and I did get out, but this storm moved so rapidly down down the coast, I know that my wife, my children, they're hunkered down. Now, they're fine. They're actually they're good. They didn't ex- experience any of the flooding. I talked with them uh, about an hour ago. So they're in good shape. Um, but power is out through most of the area. Not sure when that's going to restore. Um, but typically, if I was home, I would probably be in one of our or my emergency areas or in our lo- one of our local fire stations with our mm-hmm. firefighters. You know, they do a tremendous job serving the community regardless of what's going on, and they're going to continue to do that. Um, you know, during this storm as well. We had a family member pretty much in your situation who, who was supposed to leave this morning, but then the, the storm moved, and so yeah. all the flights were canceled. So uh, That's exactly right, yeah. You know, so there's no way to get out and get down there. People say, well, that's crazy. Well, you know, it, if you're not going to take a direct hit, maybe you can help people when you're down there or at least uh, get to your house. And uh, But the damn thing moved. Anyway... Um, so, as I understand it, DeSantis has really, as you just said, been on top of it. The locals have really been on top of it. And FEMA, this this lady that runs FEMA apparently is really, really good. Is that what you hear? What I could tell you is I was in a briefing this morning at FEMA headquarters here in Washington. Uh, the coordination I've seen between FEMA and between our Florida Department of Emergency Management uh, run by Kevin Guthrie has been top-notch. I was on the phone with the governor about two hours ago, just going through some of the coordination uh, items uh, that are on our list. The governor is is on top of this thing. And, you know, from everything we've seen, the White House has been in coordination with the governor um, to make sure that we get everything we need in Florida. Um, I think it's unfortunate it took a storm like this for this level of coordination to really come together. Mm -hmm. But I think it's important to commend you know, that when lives were on the line, everybody just put aside the other stuff and got down to business. And it's actually been a really good thing to see. 
All right, Byron Donalds, we wish you, your family, we wish the people in that district uh, all the best. It's going to take a long time to dig out of this, and I hope not too many of them lost their lives as a result. I guess we won't know for a little while, will we? Yeah, the, the big concern now is we did have people who decided to hunker down and shelter in place that were on the coastal region, and my hope is is that they survived some of these high-water events. Uh, but we'll know a lot more in the, over the next coming next couple of days um, what that actually looks like. So our you know our hopes and our prayers is that we didn't experience uh, any loss of life, or if unfortunately we did, it was it was very minimal. And if anybody in the United States wants to help, it's FloridaDisasterFund.org. FloridaDisasterFund.org. Uh, you can donate directly there, and they can use all the money you can give them. Um, for the, the uh, Volunteer Corps there in Florida, which is a very efficient and effective group. And, uh, Congressman, Absolutely. if you need anything from us, you get back to us, okay? All right. Thank you, my friend. Uh, continue doing your great work for the country. We really appreciate it. Thank you, brother. God bless you. That is a fantastic man. Fantastic man. Um, really. Great representative. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Again, I want to repeat. Can you imagine if most of Florida was on an electrical energy grid with hurricanes like this? Can you imagine? Think about it. Charging stations. Yeah, right. Um, you got millions of people without electricity. I can't, I can't imagine. Generators on electricity. Well, they wouldn't work. They need to be on fuel of some sort or another. Which is why you have a generator to begin with. All these trucks that are going to come in and these planes can't be electric I mean I'm I sit here and think about the complexity of all this and how in the world would this even work just based on electricity it wouldn't it couldn't so if they want to talk about climate change because they are really rotten to the core and they want to politicize everything including this then I think that's a very very important question and ask them all right let's let you participate take some of your calls especially be interested in anyone from Florida if you're able to but not exclusively if there's other people out there let's go to David the great WMAL Alexandria Virginia how are you David hey Mark I used to work for the National Rural Electric Cooperative Association representing the 50,000 linemen that repair and fix the power lines these guys to a man are strong, brave, young, and they're dedicated. They are barreling from one state to another in their trucks to repair these lines. I guarantee you right now there are guys headed in, their, in a convoy right into the eye of the storm, and they're really fantastic people. And I just, uh, I just wanted to uh, give a hat tip to those guys. They're like the military. They're, they're a strong, mm-hmm. uh, tight-knit group and soul of the earth. I, I, I agree with it. Just fantastic. 
And I want to thank you, David, and thank you for what you used to do. Let's go to Steve, Evansville, Indiana, XM Satellite. Go right ahead. Hey, Mark. Steve Beadle here. How you doing? All right, buddy. Uh, just wanted to call and thank you for having Hung Cow on and that interview with him. An amazing guy and an immigrant at, at that, too. And just impressive to know that those there are those kind of people out there that love America and weren't born here but came here and uh, are contributing mightily. I, think, I actually think there's a lot of them. Uh, there must I, be. And I think over time... As you're seeing, the, as, as a whole, the Hispanic community move more and more toward the Republicans in certain parts of the country. Uh, I think you're going to see others, too. Uh, you have immigrants here from Iran who tend to be quite conservative. You have immigrants here from Vietnam who tend to be quite conservative. Obviously, from Cuba, you have them from Venezuela. I'm doing my Bernie Sanders. They tend to all be quite conservative and so forth, those who have escaped communism. Uh, and they're much more conservative than some of these kids that go to colleges and universities that are third, fourth, fifth generation in this country and have been born with a, a platinum spoon in their mouths. just depends. I know. It, it, uh, I, we, lose, we lose sight of things when uh, we're given so much and, and lack the appreciation mm-hmm. of what we have. But uh, right. this comparison... His experience yeah. in Vietnam with that withdrawal to Afghanistan just kind of really hit me. I thought the, that guy saw something he probably thought he'd never see again, and there it was. You know what? You're probably right. And, uh, you know, you have men and women in uniform who are immigrants from Vietnam who fought in Afghanistan. Imagine what they thought and think. Exactly. But as he pointed out, he was there, too. It sounded like he had been everywhere. Unbelievable. Uh, quickly. A shout-out to my sister, Linda, in Florida. She's in St. Petersburg, and I'm waiting to hear from her, but I'm hoping she's doing okay. Yeah, that's a tough spot. I'm hoping she's doing okay, too, Steve. God bless. Let's go to Charlie, Palm Springs, California. How are you, sir? Yes. Mark, hi. Great. Hi. First, I just just want to get the compliments for a sport. This is a – you are the one who characterizes it the way it is. This, this is a fight. The Democrats have been doing a dirty fight, as you always are clear about, for over four years. But <clears throat> the Republicans have stood there, and they kind of take it. And every time these guys give them a, a dirty punch, you know, they talk about, oh, look at this, look at this crazy thing they did. But I'm telling you, only a few weeks to the election, it is absolutely a fight. And the way the Republicans can eventually get Eighty percent of the voting public, because the voting public is not a a, poli- a political intellectual public. They go they go from their gut feeling of what's right and wrong. If you and I know you can, but you got to get everybody. Call them the criminal party. They are not okay. only endorsing. Well, that'll them. change everything. All right, my friend. Thank you. I do appreciate your call. Well, if I call them the criminal party over and over and over again, will that get us more votes, Mr. Producer? I don't think so. All right, let's jump in with some more of these callers who are on hold here. Let us go to Sherry King. I don't know where she is, but how are you? Yes, Sherry King, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. Thank you. Speak. Is it Mark? It is. 
I decided to cut into the line and grab your call. Oh, my gosh. I love you, Mark. I love you. Well, thank you. I'm already taken, you know. I I mean, I can't believe I'm talking to you. You are awesome. Thank you. How can I help you? Oh, my gosh. I I wanted to just get on your... I'm listening to you on Patriot and just wanted to put my two cents in. Go ahead. Uh, am I am I on? You're on the radio right this second. Oh, oh man, Mark. Well, I just want to tell you, I love you. I think you're <laughs> awesome. You make me laugh. Um, you, you just you tell the truth. I'm a first generation born in this country. My father and his siblings all came from Sicily back in the early '60s. Yeah. They all love this country. I love this country. I love you. I I think. Um, that we all need to get out and vote in November, guys. And uh, just, I just, all I think right. you're great, Mark. That's all I wanted to say. You're- Thank you, Sherry. Appreciate it. We're going to go to Christopher, Panama City, quickly, XM Satellite. Go ahead, Christopher. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? You're in Florida. Go right ahead. Yeah, I am in Florida. And uh, I just absolutely uh, appreciate Hung Cow. I, I served with Hung Cow, he's my commanding officer at the dive school in Panama city. And, uh, that guy is a salt of the earth and, uh, just wanted to thank you for having him on, recognize him. I know we can't vote him in Florida, you know, for being with him being. In yeah, Virginia, but that's but. good that you're giving a character reference. He is tops, 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 Virginia in the 10th district. You have a great candidate there. You're really doing a hung cow. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, Look, I want to salute everybody in Florida and everybody that's helping everybody in Florida and is going to help everybody in Florida. Don't forget to contribute a little bit of money, folks.